This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I say I don't want to talk about the Yankees anymore because it's it's just beating a dead horse at this point, but it is actually, at this point of the season, this is what you should want. Today is actually a good day because if they go out there and turn it around in some way, well, then the chances of fundamental change decrease. And that's what the Yankees, the Yankees need a fresh voice. They need a fresh direction. And if this year, if you're going to get anything out of this year, that should be what it is. So the, the, the manager, clearly, it's time to, whatever benefit you thought you were going to get by Aaron Boone being the manager, it would have come by now, right? If I had told you the day the Yankees, or if I had told the Yankees, the day that they hired Aaron Boone, that six years later, not only will you have not won a World Series, you've not gotten to one. And what have they won since then? Have they won one game in the ALCS? Two games in the ALCS since then? Clearly, it did not work. So the manager is going to be almost certainly gone, and now it's just a question of how bad does this get, and can it get to a stage where it's so bad that there's someone else running the Yankees after this year and Brian Cashman's gone? That's the only thing you can that you have to hang your hat on. You got bad is bad is good, and worse is ideal. That's the way you have to approach it. But let's get a couple more calls in. We'll push um, what I learned on TikTok back until five thirty. I know everybody's crushed. Um, you have some Aaron Boone sound. Let me hear some of these. Uh, I got a list here. Uh, Aaron Boone on uh, now today among the things that happened. Down four nothing. I think it was the second inning. Down four nothing to the Red Sox. They had IKF bunting with Giancarlo Stanton uh, on first base, so, and of course he popped it up, and it turned out to be a double play. <laughs> like whatever bad things can happen, it's actually worse right now. As bad as you think it's going to go, it actually goes worse. Uh, so let's hear from uh, Aaron Boone on IKF's bunt, and if that was the right play. Yeah, it was, he bunted for a hit there. Did you think that was the right move in that situation? I think that's, yeah, it's a good play. He's sitting back, we're down. Yeah, I think that's a good play. <laughs> now, I feel like now he's just trolling. I really do. I feel like now he's just trolling. Uh, why do you feel a turnaround is possible? Because that's what we do. And we have no other choice. I don't not think a turnaround's coming. So we're just going to get to work. And I, I know it's a boring answer for you guys, but we got to try and come win a ball game tomorrow and expect when we walk in those doors, today's the day. That's, that's how we look at it. That's, how we, that's what we are. We're sick animals in a, in a lot of ways, right? It's a grind of the sport. We got we to gotta, we gotta come ready to go tomorrow and fight our way through this. And through this, you reveal... You, you find out about people, and, and you get your character revealed, and, and you got to keep showing up. And, and when you're taking your lumps and it's not easy, that's what we continue to do. And, we, and we'll continue to expect to turn it around. So really, he doesn't have anything concrete that, that he actually believes. just this is just what you do. You just think it's going to turn around the next day. All right. It's like stepping on the scale every single day. I think tomorrow I'm going to be lighter. Uh, what have you learned about your team during this tough stretch, Aaron Boone? That we keep showing up. You know, I know it, it hasn't looked good at all, and we're all not happy about it. But I know those guys are coming through those doors feeling it, certainly. Um, and you got to get through that. 
but I also know they're putting in the work and want it to happen. And we got we got to continue to do that and hopefully relax a little bit and get out there and, and get it done. We continue to show up, what, like in a literal sense? Like you literally show up to the ball? Well, I think you're, you're legally required to show up to the ball. You have a contract. Figuratively, you're not showing up. You had two hits today. Every single day you get, it's up, something else happens. It's great that Aaron Judge hit a home run. What is that, number 24, 25 on the year, whatever it is? That's great. But no, you're not, like literally, yes, you, you physically do show up. You, you show up at the ballpark when the game is set to be played, but I can't. I, I, and I know, what was he supposed to say? But I would, I would just, I don't know, I'd like something. I feel like he has to be able to read the writing on the wall and know which way this season is going. And at some point, aren't you tired of saying all these stupid platitudes? Wouldn't you just want to just spew the truth a little bit? Like, show me a little honesty or humanity or something. I don't know. I, I, I just couldn't put on this happy face. And the way he says, you guys, like, we're the problem. Like, uh, people expecting better than this. Oh, I know it's not a sexy answer for you guys. That's quite a, quite a scene, man. Quite a scene. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I think Robert is in Boston, I think. Robert, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Damer, how are you? I'm good, Robert. What's going on? Uh, Yankee fan living in Boston sucks right now. No, not good. <laughs> not, not ideal. <laughs> no, not ideal. Can't wear the pinstripes around. Um, but I guess I, I was calling about that post article. You know, you, you look at the, the games they were playing. They're, you know, only focused on the analytics as far as home runs go, exit of velocity. And you look at the Yankees' top prospects, Spencer Jones, you look at Dominguez. Dominguez was struggling mightily before July because he was taking too many walks, you know, and he, and he was too uh, selective. And you look at Spencer Jones, obviously uh, Aaron jo- uh, Judge from the, from the left-hand side, you know, home runs and steals, but his strikeout rate over 35%. And if you look at that article and our top prospect is, I think he's still uh, uh, where, uh, in the Hudson Valley, that doesn't show much promise for what we have coming out of the farm system. It's just a, uh, it's discouraging to say the least. Um, you know, and then you look into the off season, we have no prospects coming up. And you look in the off season, we need a catcher, third baseman, left field. We need back end rotation because can't count on Severino, Herman, Montas is gone. It is, to say the least, a it's a dumpster fire. Obviously, everything going on with Boone, and but um, it's hard. It's hard to be a Yankee fan right now. And that, that's why I wanted to call. All right, Robert. Yeah. That. Well, also, loved you on Rothenberg and uh, DPHO this after or this uh, past week, by the way. Ah, uh, I appreciate that, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun doing it with Dan. I appreciate it, and thanks for the phone call. Um, well, look, it, it's uh. It always ends poorly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end, right? So it does kind of feel like that the way this is trending is uh, towards seismic change. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if it's. A, I don't know if it's possible for there to be a scenario where it does happen. And I think seismic change is the person who's running the show is no longer running the show. It seems like I, I don't know how these meetings go after a season where you're recapping. Right, We had Hal Steinbrenner on a couple of months ago and he's saying that there's going to have to be tough questions asked and answered. 
what do you hang your hat on if you're Brian Cashman outside of, well, we've had one disastrous year in the last 30? That you could hang your hat on. But it really should be, okay, but why is it going to be different moving forward? We're trending in the wrong direction. Why would I allow you to continue to be the person that, that's pulling the strings? And I don't know. You know, these prospects every single year, who knows? I, there was a time where I felt like the, 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 the less you heard about a prospect, the better they turned out to be. There's been tons of Yankee prospects you hear about, oh, this guy's going to come up, and they turn out to be nothing. Jesus Montero being a perfect example. Whereas, I got to be honest, before Andy Pettit came up, I really didn't hear all that much about Andy Pettit, and he turned out to be sensational. So, I, I don't know the direction of the, the farm system. You hear these guys' names, Dominguez's names you've heard for a while, Spencer Jones, Pereira you've certainly heard a lot this year, or Drew Thorpe, or uh, the shortstop they signed a couple of years ago who's 18 years old, Austin Wells as well, the catcher, and Trey Sweeney, and, and a few other guys. Who knows? But it doesn't really feel – it feels like if any of these guys were all that close to being major league ready, they probably should be here right now, right? I mean, you got some holes left and right – and are desperate for any sort of offense. And if the Yankees could get any sort of offense, maybe they, it would be a little bit of a brighter picture right now. Maybe not good enough to, to change missing the playoffs, but it would certainly be a whole lot better than it looks right now. But it doesn't seem like any of these guys are, are really all that close to... And coming into the season, I remember hearing conversations of maybe in the course of this year, you might see Jason Dominguez at the major league level. doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. But I'm not, I'm not going to write any of these guys off, especially Dominguez, who I think is still 20 years old. I think that's still... And I mentioned earlier about Yankee fans lying about they're ready for a rebuild. The idea that the Yankees can't rebuild is ridiculous. They, they're just like every other organization. Trust me, now, they might not be making as, money, as much money as they've, they've become accustomed to, but what's going to happen? The Yankees are going to fold? They're going to go bankrupt? They're going to knock down Yankee Stadium and put up condos? I don't think so. They can afford to rebuild. You just have to have the right person doing the rebuilding, and hopefully it's not that long. It shouldn't take you five, six, seven years to rebuild when you're the New York Yankees and you have the, the, the resources that you have. Let's go out to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on, my man? Hey, good afternoon, Gordon, and shout out to the company. Just wanted to, you know, switch gears and keep you off of the Yankee talk because I understand it's miserable and depressing and, you know, we don't want to be too, you don't want the whole show to just be about that. So I just wanted to switch gears and talk about the Jets if you don't mind. All right, go ahead. Give it to me. All right, so I wanted to talk about the Jets because we got a, a upcoming game, and you know who would have thought that preseason games would have mattered more in New York sports than you know how the baseball seasons have turned out. But it is what it is. So I just I'm I'm kind of focused on looking at what the offensive line does because I know that everyone um, has highly talked about them and seeing what what everything go, goes on. But there's two people that are particularly going to be looking at one is of course Makai Becton gotta see how long he lasted out in that game because of the fact that he's still working himself into what we call game shape and you know to a point where he no longer had that mental block where he feels like he's going to get injured so we'll see how that works out and also um interesting interesting side side note like um to see how um, the rookie Center Joe Tittman does because I thought I 
I really do think that you know if he is if he is a person that was a sleeper in the draft, he should be at least start. He should be at least starting right out the gate. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. All right. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. To, All right, Jose. Yeah, I appreciate. It. Thanks for the phone call. Well, look, Becton is the story, right? Because it, it, it's not just because of who he, you know, where he was drafted and all the the time they've spent waiting for him to get healthy. But and and hopefully he's going to trend now in the right direction and be part of it. He he could solve a lot of the problems. I mentioned this at the start of the show. Uh, it, it it's hard to have a whole lot of faith in somebody who has played what is it fifteen games over three years. But if he, you can understand why you get sucked in. Because he's a big guy, he's a talented guy, and if he is ever healthy, he could go a long way to solving a lot of the issues uh, surrounding the Jets. Uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on? Hi, hi, Gordon. All right, good. And a couple uh, of you things. You all right there? You sound like you're falling down the stairs or something. Take no, it. It's I'm fine. You're all right. You're no, good. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, kind of for left his punt. I like it. He tried to make something happen. The guy's not a good <laughs> You're down fielder. four nothing. You're down four nothing. You're standing at second base at first base. And you want him to handle the ball. I don't care if it's 12 nothing. <laughs> Let him handle the ball and throw the ball away. Maybe that'll happen. Uh, I, I like it. They don't tell uh, you that in analytics. Uh, but sometimes you're going against pitchers that can't field the ball or the first baseman. What happened in the 2015 World Series? Kansas City made that Duda was that his first base yeah, he, Lucas Duda, yep. he made him handle he the ball every play, yeah. right or Giambi handling okay. the ball some yeah, of these guys great. you gotta get well it happens so right. analytics don't teach you that alright All right. one good thing about the Yankees what they're doing and I'll give them credit for this not like the Mets the Mets gave up four weeks ago they got rid of yep. Robertson Verlander and Scherz at least the Yankees they could put a, a judge on the rest or tell Rizzo take the rest of the year off but they're still showing up, so I give them credit for that. They're still fighting. As bad as they are, as terrible as they are, at least they haven't quit. So I'll give them credit for that. Uh, the sporting event I'm watching today, and the only one I'm watching, is the women's soccer at six. England has not won a World Cup since 1966. That was the men's team. And for a country that loves soccer more than any other country, even Canada loves hockey, England, it's unbelievable. You know, we think of the droughts that sporting teams have in the Jets in 69. England has not won a World Cup since 66. They invented the game. They have the most passionate fans. Their league is the most expensive. The players are the highest paid. So that's going to be unbelievable. England against Spain today. Uh, what time is that at, Richard? I, 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 six in the morning. That's not bad. I'm up. I'm watching. I'll Tomorrow be morning at six in the morning. Okay. Six right. in the morning. It's All big. Right. Okay. And uh, the great coverage by Channel 5. Those right. guys, are Alexia Lawless and mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Lloyd, and they're all okay. great. They're real. Right. They're great. Anyway, all right. Cole, Cole's season, well, today he didn't do it, but he may have a season like uh, Steve Carlton in 72. Carlton won 27 games, Cy Young Award winning. I think the Phillies won 61 games that year. You know, so a, a guy coming in last place and him winning the, uh, the uh, Cy Young Award, that doesn't happen too much. One last thing, uh, Gordon. Tyrod Taylor yesterday. I don't know. The Giants may not have the best quarterback in the league in uh, Daniel Jones, but I'm telling you this, Tyrod Taylor is definitely the best backup quarterback. That guy is good. He reminds me of the Jets a few years ago when they had Teddy Bridgewater. I thought Teddy Bridgewater was really good that one year with the Jets, and he would have been, if he stayed with the Jets, he might have fought it out with Donald to be the starting quarterback. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but Tyrod Taylor really looked, looked good yesterday. So the Giants are set that way. Gordon always a player. All right, Richard. Well, look, if you see uh, Tyrod Taylor in the course of this year, you, that 
that's uh, that's a bad sign. If you see the backup quarterback, that's a bad sign. And we've seen enough of Tyrod Taylor. He, he's fine as a backup. What you want out of your backup is to have a guy who can, in a, a, a make-or-break situation, a guy gets hurt in the course of the game, he can come in and, and get you to the win. Now, if, if he's going to play on a regular basis, he's going to get exposed. That's why he's a backup quarterback generally. But, um, yeah, hopefully for, for Giant fans, you're not seeing Tyrod Taylor in the course of this year because that's a sign that, um, that Daniel Jones would be out. But the main thing about preseason, I, I know everybody's got all these takes. This guy looks great. This team looks great. Just get through it healthy. That's all that matters. Because I'm telling you right now, you will forget about everything that happened in the preseason as soon as it kicks off for real week one. You will. It happens every single year. I remember a couple of years ago, people were having arguments about uh, Denzel Mims in the pre. Oh, Denzel Mims! It turned out to be all for naught. It didn't. It, well, it, it, the preseason generally is just giving us something to watch until we get to the real stuff on week one. And as soon as week one hits, you'll forget about everything else. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your uh, happy Yankee fans. We'll get more of your phone calls involved as we take you up until 6.30 in Jets Buccaneers pregame right here. Yeah. 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Still uh, the overwhelming favorite to be the American League Cy Young today. Uh, even after that performance, he's minus 150. Kevin Gaussman is a plus 350. And Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo. I remember that. All right, the Yankees are going to get hit. No, they got uh, Frankie Montas instead. Uh, Luis Castillo is plus 600. I, am lo- I, do not, I do not see Frankie Montas listed. I do not see his name listed here. No. Uh, and, you know, Richard brings up a good point that, like, the Yankees are getting crushed here every single day, both on the fa- from the fans and, <laughs> on more importantly, on the baseball field. Uh, but it is interesting. The Yankees at least tried to stick it out this year and see if they could win. Now, we- we've seen that that was a mistake. They should have been sellers at the trade deadline. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why they did not read that properly. But the Mets... The Mets completely just cashed in on the season, just gave up, just quit. And there's not been one single peep from the big, bad New York media about how that's terrible to be doing that in New York. Now, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that that, that fans have been sold that, no, no, this is going to lead to better things down the road. It wasn't happening now. So let's sell off everything and just give up on the season, even though they had, what, like 70 games left at that point? We talk a lot about Joe Douglas and how it's kind of like he's Teflon, like whenever there's things that go wrong with the Jets, it's Teflon Joe. Steve Cohen, boy, he could certainly uh, apply for that title as well. No matter what happens with the Mets, oh, no, he spends money. He's, well, why is there no head of baseball operations? Ah, he spends money. It's a, they quit on the season. And the only thing that he has uh, established in his three years as the owner of the team is he's like the Monopoly guy going out and, and overspending ridiculously for players. So the idea, oh, no, this is going to work. They're already on to what, plan C now? Next year will be what, year four? Are they on to plan C already with the Mets? Not exactly sure. Not exactly sure. All right, let's go back to the phones, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Lonnie, Lonnie's in Harlem. What's going on, Lonnie? 
Uncle G, what's going on? Oh, wait, first of all, hold on, Uncle G. I got a shout-out Chantel over here. She just gave me, like, the greatest line ever. She said, what's Harlem shaking? So, Chantel, what's Harlem shaking? Hello, Julian, as well. Shout-out to the company, of course. Now, Uncle G, I really only called in to give us a little comic relief. What you like to do on uh, all your shows? Right. But, uh, I try. Let's, uh, yeah, you like to bring us together. Exactly. As you like to say. Yep. But um, listen, so let's just, let's just look at it this way. Mm-hmm. Let's piece together all the stuff we've heard from these three so far this year. So how we got, we overlooked the Oreos. <laughs> the Oreos are literally looking down at us right now on the standings. Mm-hmm. Then we got, uh, we got Boone over here with the Let's Go Baby. It's all in us. It's there. We look good at the 18 strikeouts, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then you got then you got Cashman over here talking about don't give up on us. What he really meant was don't give up on me. That sail that that boat has sailed, sank, iceberg everything. It, it, it's just too. It, if we really look back at and then yeah, Uncle G, let's think about it. Look how many games we got left, and we still gonna get more from Boom, probably more from Cashman, and probably more from How. So we just got to look at it and say, yeah, you know what? This this season is a wash. So look at the amount of comic relief verbally we've gotten from those three. And there's people like you, you know, Dave, Greg, all the hosts on the station, Ty, Larry, OG Larry. You guys just make it even better for us. Like I said, I can't thank you guys enough because if not for y'all, who knows how insane or sane us fans would be because – Baseball this year has just been horrible on both ends of the spectrum. But yet, for Mets fans and Yankee fans, so like I said, Uncle G, let's just take the comic relief that we do have and uh, you know run with it because this season has been laughable. <laughs> yeah, it has, Lonnie, and thanks for the phone call. You know, and it, it, there was a time where the Yankees, you know, before the Judge injury against the Dodgers, they looked like that they were they could be a playoff team against this year. But that once that happened, I remember we were talking about it on a Saturday, and it was clear that he was not coming. I think that was the day that he announced, that he said that um, that basically the takeaway was that he was not going to be back until August. That's when you knew the season was kind of doomed, and and you got to look at where you're at after the season. Where it would be one thing if the Yankees didn't fire and they were loaded with like young players. I believe the Yankees are the oldest team in baseball when it comes to the position players, and that's what's got to be fixed. You know, as bad as the rotation has been here, I do think you could chalk a lot of that up to the, the Rodon injury and, and different injuries in the rotation. You could probably fix that. Uh, the, the bullpen is generally very good, but that, that lineup, uh, it's, it's, it's old, it's slow, and uh, it, it, there are years where you can look at it, and certainly the Yankees have at times, and say, we'll get into the offseason, we'll spend some money, and we can fix a couple of things, and, and that will do it. Almost like patchwork. We'll kind of patchwork it together, and next year we'll be back. I don't look at this year and this offseason as being one of those. This is the offseason where it's time for a change, a change of philosophy and a change of the people pulling the strings. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up next, it is What I Learned This Week on TikTok, and it's only here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Till uh, 6.30 tonight, 
Jets and Buccaneers pregame then. And I'm sure all eyes will be on um, Mackay Becton to see what time he gets uh, in, in this game and see if he is trending in the right direction uh, towards uh, the, uh, the start of the season. And of course, the Jets' offensive line has been such a focus here the last uh, couple of weeks as we get closer to the season because it's the one glaring need surrounding the New York Jets right now. Now, I'm sure there'll be other glare uh, things pop up, right, in the course of a season. And I had to laugh. We were doing the other night, uh, I can't remember, was it ESPN.com that wrote the, the article about uh, teams' floors and ceilings? And the Jets' ceiling was like 12 and 5 or something like that, and their ceiling was like 7 and 10. Trust me. Anybody who has watched the New York Jets knows that they can bust through that floor like you read about. <laughs> you don't want to set a floor. It's almost like a dare. Don't do that, please. Please. All right, well, it's a little bit off. We usually do it at 5 o'clock, but there's been just so many Yankee calls today. We've pushed it back, so now it is time for... Oh, you know the music. We now have an open, which uh, apparently uh, Julian is unaware of, but we will find that for next time. Don't worry. It is that time. It is time for What I Learned This Week on TikTok, and you might be asking, what the hell is What I Learned... I'll explain it. I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. But it's because I learned such interesting but yet completely useless information. Mostly my wife is tired of hearing all these little tidbits, so I have spun it into this little segment. How it works, we play a little game with the people that are running the show. Today, Julian and Chantel are happy enough to, or at least nice enough, to sit in the hot seat. I'll give them four pieces of information, three of which I have completely made up, one of which is a true fact which is the only kind of facts you can have, but it's also something that I learned this week on TikTok. So who will be uh, who will be batting leadoff today? Will it be Julian? Will it be Chantel? It'll Who's be going me. First? All right, you're going first, Chantel. All right, now let's see. Um, all right, I think I like this one best for you. Number one, Kim Kardashian has purchased a burial plot almost directly next to Marilyn Monroe. Number two, 90% of all Canadians live within 12 miles of the U.S. border. Number three, in the last two to three years, there's been discovered a new breed of cockroach that has no head. Or number four, until 2013, Pizza Hut was the largest purchaser of kale in the U.S., which they used to decorate their salad bar. So again, to recap, number one, Kim Kardashian has purchased a burial plot almost directly next to Marilyn Monroe. Number two, 90% of all Canadians live within 12 miles of the U.S. border. Number three, in the last two to three years, there's been discovered a new breed of cockroach, which has no head. Or number four, until 2013, Pizza Hut was the largest purchaser of kale in the U.S., which they used to decorate their salad bar. These all sound not true. Okay, good. Well, I, I'd like them all to sound kind of ridiculous. Yeah. First of all, the new breed of cockroach with no head. Does that make it better or worse if it has no head? It's worse because yeah? they've evolved without a head. Right. That's not a good sign. Like, what does that mean for the everybody else? Yep. Headless you don't know. Cockroaches. So right. we're just going to cross that one off. Cross that one like, off because you don't want it to be itch. true. We know yeah. how that generally goes on that game. When you cross one off right away... But okay, you do what you got to do, Chantel. I really hope that's not the one, All but right. we're going to move on. Um, okay. 
So Kim K, I love her so much, and I hope that she's not that obsessed to want to be buried next to Marilyn Monroe. Okay. So we're going to cross that one off the list. Uh-huh. Uh, between Canada and Pizza Hut being the biggest, you said consumer of kale? Purchaser of kale, Purchaser yes. of kale. Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy, but I've heard crazier things. Okay. So I'm going to go with Pizza Hut and kale. All right, you're going to lock it in? Yes, we're going to lock it in. I got to get off the shifts. Chantel is ruining this game. Yes, that is correct. What? Yes, until 2013. Oh. And they weren't even selling it to people at Pizza Hut. They were just using it to decorate the salad bar, which is probably the best use of kale. That stuff is disgusting. Wow. They it's weren't terrible. even putting it in the pizza? Yeah. No, there's no cockroaches that have, well, I mean, if you chop off their head with your foot or something like that, they have no head. But don't worry about the cockroaches. That's not, that's not true. All right. Uh, look, we have a lot of people competing for the worst contestant on, uh, in this segment. Uh, Chantel is clearly the best. She, she nails it on, on most occasions, and very rarely does she strike out completely. I don't know. Have you ever struck out completely in this segment, uh, You Chantel? know what's so crazy is, like, you're forgetting the era where I was, like, the Zach Wilson of what I learned oh, on Oh, wow. TikTok. That's real. And I, wow. think, I think you're just giving me a little bit of slack because well, I had you know, a There's not that really many bad. good contestants, so when you're, it, when you're good, like, if you get it right more than once, you automatically jump to the front of the line with some of the people that we have generally competing in this, so... Who will remain nameless, like Harvey Cruz? Uh, all right, Julian, you're next up. Uh, how are you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling ready? Yeah, ready as I can ever be. As you as you can ever be. All it's right, here we go. Wild. Number one. Yeah. Uh, number th- these ones I think are fascinating. Number one, Hugh Grant's the actor. Hugh Grant's middle name is Mungo. Number two, Ju- Judge Judy has heard more cases on her television show Run than all the cases heard by the U.S. Supreme Court. Number three, while filming The Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland had the same dinner of chocolate, beer, and artichokes. And number four, until 1987, it was illegal in the U.S. to kill a praying mantis. So to recap for Julian as he kind of gets his thoughts together here. Number one, the actor Hugh Grant's middle name is Mungo, Hugh Mungo Grant. Number two, Judge Judy has heard more cases in her television show's run since its beginning uh, than all the cases heard in the U.S. Supreme Court. Number three, while filming The Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland would have the same dinner of chocolate, beer, and artichokes. Or number four, until 1987, it was illegal in the U.S. to kill praying mantises. Mantises. It's very hard to say that. Praying mantises. So... There's strategy to this game. Okay. And the strategy I'm going with is just running forward. And I'm just going to go straight off the bat, Judge Judy. Judge Judy. Sounds the most ridiculous, so that's the one you're going to go with. Sounds good to me. Locked in. No, that one is not true. No, no. The the U.S. Supreme Court has heard thousands of cases. No, she's heard a lot of cases, and her show started in 1996. So she's had a long run, almost as long as the Yankee run over 500 but not more than the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, I guess next time that strategy will be (laughs) bad. (laughs) Right. So much for that strategy right off the bat. Um, Now I have to think, actually. All right. So, again, the the three you have left, Hugh Grant's middle name is Mungo. Uh, While filming The Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland would have the same dinner of chocolate, beer, and artichokes. Or number now three was four. Uh, Until 1987, it was illegal in the U.S. to kill praying mantises. 
out of those three options left, praying mantises. Does going to lock that one in? It just sounds the most right. Okay. So, lock it in. That is also incorrect. No, mm. there was a big. I don't. I don't know how old you are, Julian. I remember growing up, like when you in the eighties, if you saw a praying mantis, somebody would always say, "Oh, it's illegal to kill them. It's never been illegal to kill praying mantises." Um, so that is incorrect. It's an old wives' tale. So now you're down to two. Hugh Grant's middle name is Mungo, Hugh Mungo. Or uh, while filming The Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland would have the same dinner of chocolate, beer, and artichokes every night. Rough, rough start back. <laughs> rough, right, especially compared to Chantel, words. who's sitting pretty back there, you know? And out of the two left, I'm just continuing the trend of picking the more absurd one. So right. Judy Garland. You going see. with Judy Garland? Lock it in. Lock it in. No, that is also incorrect. That was actually uh, uh, Oppenheimer. Robert Oppenheimer would have a, a typical dinner of chocolate, beer, and artichokes. Judy Garland was all right? about cigarettes and uh, weight loss pills or something like that. It was not a good time for, for Judy Garland. But no, it was not dinner, chocolate, and beer. Or, or, no, sorry, chocolate, beer, and artichokes. Too many calories in that for Judy. Come on. Uh, no, Hugh Grant's middle name is actually Mungo. Hugh John Mungo Grant is his name, his official name. So there you go. All right, so uh, we'll move on to the uh, final question. You guys can team up here, can kind of balance each other out between Chantel getting it right away and, and Julian not getting it at all. Uh, I'll give you a four this time. This time it's going to be three true facts and one lie. So now you got to spot the lie, make it a little bit more difficult, which uh, for some of us we don't need it any more difficult than it already is. All right, here we go. Uh, number one, before bird migration was discovered, the head of Harvard – believed that some birds spent winter on the moon. Number two, the search to discover the debris from the Challenger disaster in 1986 resulted in the discovery of 13 shipwrecks and two lost planes. Number three, the Michelin Tire Company created the Michelin Star Rating System for Fine Dining as a way to encourage people to drive further, thereby wearing out their tires. Or number four, the original Ford Bronco was unveiled July 9th, 1966, which later on, we would find out July 9th also shares the same day as O.J. Simpson's birthday. So again, to recap, one true, excuse me, three true, one false. You have to spot the lie. The, the four again are, before bird migration was discovered, the head of Harvard believed that some birds spent their winters on the moon. Number two, the search to discover the debris from the Challenger disaster in 86 resulted in the discovery of 13 shipwrecks and two lost planes. Number three, the Michelin Tire Company created the star system rating for fine dining to encourage people to drive further, thereby wearing out their tires. Or number four, the original Ford Bronco was unveiled July 9th, 1966, which would later, obviously, it was before he was famous, but uh, we find out later on that is also O.J. Simpson's birthday. Okay. A lot to take in there. It's definitely a lot to take in, and everything sounds so crazy that I keep getting confused. Oh, don't 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 play me here. Don't I'm don't not... <laughs> don't try to butter me up now. I'm not trying to play you, Gordon. That's uh, actually really hard to do. Um yes. Okay, so we're not gonna pick the same answer. That's a good strategy. Because I'm really confused. So right. 
I'm going to pick the 13 shipwrecks. Okay. And whatever. The two lost planes. Yeah, the two okay. lost planes. And I'm going to lock it in. All right, you're going to lock that one in. Julian, yeah. you going to lock one in here? I'm going to lock in the Ford Bronco and OJ. Okay, locked in. I will tell you, one of you is right. And that would be Julian. Yes, the original Ford Bronco uh, was the, it was unveiled uh, in 1966, but not on O.J. Simpson's birthday. The other three are all true. The uh, the head of Harvard actually believed that some birds spent their uh, winters on the moon. They didn't know what happened to birds during migration. They didn't discover that until later. Uh, yeah, the the Challenger disaster in '86. They they found 13 shipwrecks, two lost planes, and a giant bag of cocaine, which I just left out. Uh, and yeah, the Michelin Tire Company created the rating system for fine dining to encourage people to drive further away, further uh, to uh, further away, I should say, thereby wearing out their tires, which would help them in the long run. All right, so there you go, my friends. That is what I have learned this week on TikTok. And now, because of this segment, you have learned it too. 1 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number. 1 800 919 3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls on the Yankees. We got to talk about the uh, James Harden situation with the uh, 76ers and how the Knicks could actually be the benefactors in the long run. So we'll get to that next. The Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.